Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to From Bob's Office in Jacob's New Office. That is no longer Jacob's New Office because we are sitting in the office for the third time. My name is Jake Mathis, and currently sitting across from me is Mr. Coffee McCoughcough. That makes it sound like I drink coffee, which I don't really like. I didn't even say the word coffee. I said cough. You want to bet? No, don't record. (laughs) Wait, wait, no. Don't record the podcast, (laughs) he says. My co-host says, don't record the podcast. I don't live. The start of, okay, Bill, the start of your thing was Mr. Coffee McCoughcough. As in, he's coughing, like cough. But you said coffee. <laughs> coffee. I second. For the I record, said. I do have a cough that is not sourced by anything, but only tends to ha- happen when I'm talking, which does not bode well. Is For not radio. conducive to a podcast. Conducive. I had to make sure I reuse that word because we're on week three now of word of the week. Maybe that's like a giveaway we should do or something. And like, we well, just gave it away. Clearly, no, but I mean, <laughs> people have to listen to every episode. So if after 10 weeks, we're like, all right, the first person who can give us the 10 words of the week. Let's make a crossword. And give a, let's make a crossword. Yeah. You just, with the words. <laughs> you just or made a word that search. so complicated. No. Anybody who There's sends apps. us, <laughs> all they have to do is send us the, Words of the week, and then we give them like a gift card to In and Out or something. No, I have a better idea. Let's start making merch. I have T-shirt ideas <laughs> for the word of the week. No, for just our general us. Oh, so are we going to start creating FBO merch? I'm going to start drawing it up tonight. All right, I'm in. Anyway, I'm Jacob Bomber, and uh, we are thrilled to for the second week in a row be joined by a multi-episode guest and one of our faves who is member three of the four-member group we call Team Jake. Uh, sir, who are you? My name is Jacob Nielsen. <laughs> I expected more. <laughs> My name is Jacob Nielsen. <laughs> Maybe that, that's why it works, because we expect a lot, and then he gave a little, <laughs> and that was and that was like its own a lot, because right. it wasn't what we were expecting. Right. That makes sense. All right, well, I'm going first. So we can get my coughing out of the way. Nice. Um, this week, I had a full-on topic that I was going to talk about. <laughs> That's going to come at a later date. <coughs> this is going to be really annoying for me and probably you to listen to and me to listen to I'm later start as I'm car- editing. A cal- uh, <laughs> I'm going to start a cow. I'm going to start a cough count. <laughs> That's going to get annoying real quick for you. A good old you. CC. So I realized that this would be a fun little thing that you two could then do and then people listening at home could also think about um random fun things in my wallet mm. which wouldn't seem like a lot Dang, but i just unlocked my, my wallet my wallet has some interesting stuff in it so besides the normal like id and bank cards and insurance card and my regal crown club membership to the town center from decades ago um and what some cash nerd. you know whatever we're going to, one thing at a time, they get progressively more meaningful. <laughs> what are you so surprised by? The Regal Club? Already. <laughs> the, the Regal Club, but also just the trifold and how thick it is. <laughs> and it's it empty. Is. There's like nothing in it. Look at this thing. That it's is, got, that is it's empty. got a St. Louis Rams logo on the front. How long have you had this? And it has my name etched inside. 
it's okay. gone now because it's been since I used to work at Albertsons in well, 2005. I think I'm buying you a new wallet for Christmas. As long as it has, I don't know. The that's Rams fine. And this is <laughs> It's not even that bad. It's generally mm. much worse. So, anyway, here's the list. First, um, a $2 bill. Nice. Which just stays in there just because. Good luck. There have been times when I've needed like a dollar. I was like, well, I'm not bringing this $2 bill. I guess I'm out of luck. So, $2 bill. Perfect. I also have these two. I keep, I'm leaning away from the mic. Baby pictures of my siblings who are now aged 25 and 23. Wow. And these are from when they were six months old. Love that. Now, I also have. I was born the same year. 97? Yeah. Yeah. May 1st. June 5th. Well, there you go. I also have a baby picture of Bear. Oh. Cute. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. What a unit. (laughs) He's definitely a unit now. I also randomly have school pictures of Owen and Mason Schaff. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Because their parents just gave them to me one year. I was like, sick. Goes in the wallet. Nice. So those are in there. Um, I have a list so that I know to stay on task. I also have this puzzle piece. Oh, because life's a puzzle. Kind of. Let's open a bar called Puzzles. Open a bar called Puzzles? Oh, you don't get the reference. I do not. Do you get it? You look like you might. How I oh. met your mother. <laughs> Jacob I shook his look. head vigorously. <laughs> um, yeah, this came from when I taught at Lakewood Christian every year. When we would first start going back to school, one of the pastors would come in and do a little devotional, and I believe this was from one of the years that Trent Lewis did a devotional, and everybody got a puzzle piece, Mm. and I'll be darned if I remember the significance of that, Mm. but (laughs) Trent, if you're listening, I still got the puzzle piece in my wallet, man. It's been like at least eight years, and there you go. Um, I also have this pretty cool guitar pick Mm. that... I think was given to me by uh, Tom Kell. Oh, that's actually really cool then. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the circumstances of that. I'm pretty sure he gave it to me. So that will not be leaving my wallet anytime soon. Yeah. Rest in peace. I also have this old Rams keychain. Bro, that thing is massive. How do you keep that in a wallet? <laughs> this thing is bigger than my thumb. <laughs> it's it's hefty, dude. <laughs> It's not like it's not light. No, not it's at all. pretty. It's pretty thick. Um, also, pretty old. 2000. Probably from. It says two thousand on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, rocking that bad boy. What the heck? Why is your what seventy pounds? You can <laughs> murder a man you? with that. <laughs> <laughs> if I throw, yeah, you, yeah, you. I've seen you flick things. Yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. Uh, that would be kind of rough, but I didn't realize it was from 2000. Good eye. I kind of want you to try flicking it across the room. I don't want to lose it because it belongs in my wallet. We'll look. <laughs> in the drywall. When it yeah. gets exactly. That's what I'm saying. All right. And the last two things have a little bit more significance. Um, the first one, we're going to leave that. The first one is, and I don't know how many people have this. It's probably a common thing. I don't know. They probably don't carry it around in their wallet. The bracelet from when I was born from the hospital. Oh, what? My gosh. That's in your wallet? Well, I I was going through some of my like old stuff. I think when I moved I don't remember I don't remember when I put it in my wallet. I assume it was wow. from when I moved from the Kurtz's to the apartment. 
Um, so it hasn't been that long. But I found it in some stuff, and I was like, this is pretty cool. Dude, this is nuts. Because I had always thought that I was born in Alhambra, but I was born in Pasadena because I was born... No, it says Alhambra. Does it? Yeah. No. yeah. Or is that... I almost pronounced it way differently. <laughs> I was like, you were born in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would have been a very different pronunciation. <laughs> Dude, this is so cool. So, Your hand was once this small? I'm assuming it was smaller than that. Uh, that's yeah. fair, actually. I don't know why I didn't think that you might be so... <laughs> so it says on it, Jacob R. Bomber. No, see, that address is where my grandparents lived. Oh, it's a return address <laughs> in case you get lost. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, has, I don't know if that was the house number. I would assume. So I shouldn't read it out loud. I think it's from when I was... I actually maybe made that up. That makes sense, though, right? <laughs> For I sure. I think that makes sense. For sure. It's so, gotta be. Yeah. So that stays in my wallet. And last thing, um, Dude, is actually your phone. Oh, why well, does it matter? <laughs> Wait, you think Jacob's gonna text me something? I've been that looking you're at gonna... it for the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send him secrets. No. And the last thing. So the lead into this is I have had the <clears throat> honor of writing a lot of letters of recommendation for various mm. things, whether it's for like. Middle school is going to high school. High school is going to college. I've written a, letter, a couple, like, master's program letters of rec. Nice. A couple things, I think, for people work. Various stuff. And I've written at least seven Eagle Scout letters of recommendation. And so, like, that's really cool because it was at this moment that the power in the church building went out. We proceeded to go get dinner and come back and try again. The recording device that I use told us that the initial file was corrupted, so we started over. So in editing, I am going to piece together some from the first recording, which I was able to use in editing, and some in the second recording to let you hear a little recap of our experience and to continue with the episode. My name is Jake Mathis. And I'm Jacob Bomber. And the last 20 minutes, mm, it's been longer than 20 minutes, but the last two hours we have been wandering the streets because it has been dark. So as sitting in Jacob's office, the power went out in the middle of a recording with a special guest we haven't announced yet, but the power went out. So we, we decided to go to dinner instead. I guess... I was expecting you to tell more of the story. But okay, the we'll power just... went out. What? <laughs> so we got about eight minutes into the recording the first it time. It was a long man. No, I was watching. Oh, really? Yeah. We talked fast. Well, because the pre-stuff went longer. It was about, uh, maybe it was ten minutes. I was in the middle of talking, and then everything went black. And normally when everything goes black, you are the one blacking out. But no, the power went out. And we're recording, as Jake said, in my office at church. And it just so happens that we share our church space with another church who holds their own meeting on Thursday nights. And so it wasn't just the three of us on campus. There was an additional like 25 or 30 people on campus. So we come walking out of this office with our flashlights going and there's people walking around with their flashlights. And we don't know what to do because... I've never, I'm still only like three months into being somebody important enough to have keys here. So I definitely am not somebody who needs to know where breakers are. So 
I call a couple people, nothing really gets solved. We look around, we think we're the only ones that have the power out. A couple minutes go by, it turns out the church across the street also has the power out, and they're walking around with their flashlights on. So turns out it's not just our building, it's a greater thing than that. So this whole time, I'm out walking around, making phone calls, talking to people, and Jake and Jacob are not with me. <laughs> they're having their own little adventure up here. How were you guys feeling while that was going on? Um, It was kind of scary up here, to be completely honest. Yeah. It was everything was dark. We uh, looked across the the hallway, and we saw this like red light, and we were like, what is that red light? Yeah, it was really weird. It was really dark, clearly, because of power outage. But then I got so scared that Jake Mathis ended up holding me, and then he awkwardly kissed me on my forehead. Yeah, it was nice. It was um, we found um, the the staff. We uh, we deemed this a staff last week when I almost hit Khalil Mead with it, but um, we used it to defend ourselves in case of invasion. But I was also really afraid that someone was going to walk in here, like someone like Jacob's boss was going to walk in here and be like, who are you guys? Right. And I'm like, mm, I'm friends with Jacob. And they're like, prove it. How would you, how would you yeah, prove how it? Would you I prove don't it? have any pictures with me and Jacob, so I don't know. Whoa. That's a dilemma. That is a dilemma. But I do have a special, um, I do have a special contact picture for him that no one else has. Okay. It's like a Photoshop version of his head. With like fifteen of his other heads, just like all around a circle with him. That makes me. If I was the boss, that would make me think you're a stalker and trying to murder Jacob, and you shut the power out in order to kill him in his office. That would make for a very interesting podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the murder of Jacob Bonner, <laughs> and we found our title. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I'm pretty hesitant on that one. I'm not, I'm not opposed, <laughs> but I'm slightly worried. He should be about that as a title, not about you murdering me. No offense. What? <laughs> I have the staff right here. <laughs> Within arm's reach. False. That's not. If I dive, reach. that's arm's reach. <laughs> we're moving on we're moving on to the topic because we are intending to keep these things short and sweet and so we're just going to go with with what's happening um i uh i've had the honor of writing a lot of letters of letters letters of recommendation (laughs) for people either oh the power went out (laughs) that's Roughly where the power went out the first time around. <laughs> so now Jake and Jacob will be getting new information. Um, so I've written a lot of letters of recommendation for middle school is going to high school, high school is going to college, a couple of master's programs, a couple of jobs, etc. I've also had the honor of writing le- letters of recommendation for guys getting their Eagle Scout. And that is really cool because Eagle Scouts have to put in a ton of work over a very long time in order to earn that privilege. And so being asked, because they have to get, I think, two or three letters from people in their community to just confirm who they are as people, where they've seen leadership, things that they have, like their strengths, their weaknesses, whatever, um, just to make sure that there are older people in their lives watching and, and seeing what they're doing. So 
just being given that honor is really, really cool. So I've been able to go to multiple Eagle Scouts, the Court of Honor, and watch them get that. And when during these Court of Honor, the Eagle Scouts have multiple pins that they give. A couple of the pins are for the parents, so that's an obvious. The parents come up, they present their parents the pins, and they go. The other one is a mentor pin. So the Eagle Scout gets to choose one person in their life that they decide, like, this person has played a huge role in my life over the course of however much time. And not necessarily, like, I wouldn't be here without them, but, you know, they're pointing out somebody in their life who has mentored them, been there for them, encouraged them, and supported them, etc. So, like, the number of people I've seen get that pin have been amazing people it's always really cool when they tell the stories and do that and so i had the supreme honor of being presented with them totally out of surprise by kyle cooper and that is like the one of the most valuable things i own just for what it means to me because it meant a lot to him at the time and so that stays in my wallet too and i can always feel it because of the way it sits in my wallet it kind of pokes out, and so it, like, made this little spot in the corner of my wallet um, because the pin now is, like, unusable. <laughs> it's, like, all bent <laughs> and warped and poking out, so, like, I wouldn't ever be able to wear it or anything. I don't know if you guys want to look at it. But, yeah, that's, like, out of everything else in there, I'd be pretty sad if I lost that. So those are just the random things that I carry in my wallet in addition to the several cards and whatnot that I have. The uh, the boys in the room made fun of me for how fat and heavy my wallet is. Um, but I'm proud of it because the wallet itself is very old, and uh, I love it. And it carries a lot of cool stuff that I get to tell stories about. Right. The, the wallet – let me just describe the wallet. It's brown – it's like, ugly. It is. It's, it's I ugly. think it might have been a different color at first. Oh, it was definitely a lighter shade of brown. <laughs> yeah. And there used to be like a Rams logo that you can't really see. This feels like some like national treasure. Nick Cage would find this. <laughs> it was surprising how wearing gloves. It was given to me around 2004. That's awesome. And this thing is so thick. Like at least one – like. Almost a study Bible thick, maybe just a regular Bible thick. But yes, this thing I agree. Is huge. I get the I get the George Costanza comment somewhat regularly. Right. Oh, Seinfeld. Oh, not big Seinfeld fan. So, guys, do you have anything cool or fun in your wallet? Um, the Mathis, coolest. You want to go first? The coolest thing in my wallet is probably my uh, heart saver uh, card. It means that I can. Um, Save people from the ages of K through 12. Um, 12th grade. Uh, it mean, I mean, I probably can do everyone else. Uh, it was awarded to me after I completed the course of uh, first aid and CPR. Um, and my Bellagio points card. Let's nope, go. MGM points oh card, where I am Pearl level. So if you ever need gambling advice, please do not ask me. Ask my mother. Shout out Jill Mathis. You did not tell me to put butter on a wound at one point. You uh, told me to put it under cold water. I was threatened and told that I had to say that on the podcast. Um, she called me and told me to make sure people know that. Good job, Jill. Shout out, Mom. I'm surprised you know her name is Jill. You said it right now. I did not realize I said that. 
right. <laughs> I got. I don't. I don't have a lot of cool. So on. Jake like pre knew what was going on in his wallet. Nielsen decided to do a blind, <laughs> and this is off to a fantastic start. Yeah. Okay. So I have three things. To that's know. what you start with. You should start with the other. No, no, no. That's got to. No build up, man. Number one, we had an event where um, basically kids. It's called People Hunt, and so what happens is people in the congregation go hide in a public <gasps> space, so Irvine Spectrum, and so they dress up in disguises, and junior hires have to go find them in these public places. So during that night, somebody took a picture of me with a pizza in my mouth. They signed it at the bottom and told me to hold on to it, so it looks like I'm a narcissist with my own picture in my wallet because Jacob has every every person that he loves. I have myself. So. <laughs> that sounds so incredibly fun, though. It's a great event. 10 out of 10. That is so cool. Yeah, so that's that. Um, it's like a Pokemon card. The second thing, I have a church credit card, and so what happens is I have to save receipts. It's the worst part of my job is to <laughs> save receipts because – Can I sidebar really quick and yeah. say the worst part of my job is I have to spend my own money and then turn in receipts to get re- reimbursed. That's so it. That's worse. I wish to be at your level. That's worse. That's worse. And there's some youth pastors that have like people that take care of this themselves where they take their own receipts – they buy all the stuff. They don't have to worry about this. Yeah. So different levels of youth ministry, clearly. Yeah. Um, yeah it's just I yeah I have too many receipts. It gets annoying. Whatever. And then <laughs> the last thing is a ticket <laughs> for a misdemeanor that I got because <laughs> I drove. That sounds much worse. <laughs> yeah. It's probably not good to share, but um, I got. I didn't get pulled over, so this is what happened. There was a, a DUI checkpoint, and I, I didn't get I didn't get caught Jake's with a DUI. Yeah, you think I would just have my job if I got caught with a DUI? That's fair. No, yeah, exactly. Okay, so they pull over random people, right? They only pull off certain people to the yep. side of the road to check them. I was not intoxicated. I didn't drink at all that night, and so. I get pulled over. He says, oh, license and registration. I pull out my license. My license is invalid. Oh. So my license <laughs> was suspended. And so they gave me a ticket. And I have to actually go to court on the 23rd of November. So it's oh. actually coming up in like a couple of days. The, it was interesting. The cop was like super apologetic. He's like, I'm so sorry. Like we didn't mean to pull you over. Like you're not the person, the type of person <laughs> we're looking for. So you just are in a bad situation. And he was like, just show up to this. I'm not planning on showing up. He didn't actually tell me that, but he was basically saying, like, just make sure you show up to this, blah, blah, blah. Because, once again, I don't think he could be like, I'm not going to show up, so you're going to be good to go. So that's, yeah, that was in my wallet because I have to remember um, to go to that. very fair. So it's embarrassing. I'll just, yeah, when you unfurled the yellow citation (laughs) paper, that really – that got us. My first thought was um, one time we went disc golfing, and you parked in a spot where you weren't supposed to park, and you got one of those. So that's what I thought it was from that. You crossed – you were uh, across Huntin- the street. At Huntington. No, it wasn't Huntington. It was at Long Beach, and he, he parked oh, in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that now? Yeah, probably. I'm such a chump. I get tickets all the time. <laughs> I Yeah, whatever, dude. The police system – why are they worried about that? Why are they worried See, about where I'm parking? Yeah, <laughs> that's really Get over funny. yourself. It's the city needs their money, man. Yeah. See, Anyways. if you would have asked me what funny things I have on my keys, uh, shout out Jacob Bomber for giving me a key to his apartment that he no longer lives at, <laughs> that I still have, and I keep it. That's dope. Today, I used it to pop a bouncy ball, by the way. Nice. Useful. That's yeah, a baller it, move. 
I remember him coming over to my house and giving it to me, and the whole presentation. I, I know. I cried. I was like, "This is so sweet." And then, and then yeah. I moved out three months later. Yeah, I, I know. I never used it. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Are you going to share the story about popping the band's bouncy ball? Oh, with, so this ball has always been like slightly deflated, and like we always try to like put it like more air in it to like actually inflate it. And like it never stays, so we just popped it. I I decided to pop when, it. When I hear bouncy ball, I'm thinking of like a super. No, ball. no, no, no. I'm thinking of like a kick. Like it's a handball ball. Yeah, got it. Um, that's what we call them at the school. Is just bouncy balls because they bounce. They bounce. Um, much easier than a soccer ball to bounce. Um, so we would bounce it around, and I would always look at it and I go, "This is a very disappointing ball." And so I eventually popped it. And then I ripped it in half, and the kids were like, how did you do that? And I said, well, I put a little hole in it. And they would kind of, like, tune out to me, then going to the part where I ripped it in half, and they go, that's so cool. And I go, yeah, eat vegetables. Your kid impressions are fantastic. I... <laughs> All right, your topic. We'll move on. We're already taking too long. No, no, go move. with Jacob's talk. He's the guest. The guest end. Oh, or I guess Khalil wanted to end, but Khalil wasn't prepared. Okay, so my topic this I guess this it's week up to was, Jacob. I'm game. I'm down. <laughs> to just go now? Yeah. All right, we can close not? it, Mavis. <laughs> don't look at my phone, dude. I know. Don't try to cheat. I forgot that you have the 42-page note for it's, this. No, don't be dramatic. Jacob texted us a very short teaser because we didn't tell him to keep it a secret. So we have an idea of where it's going, but we're not exactly sure. And so this is going to be exciting. Okay. My topic for today is the GOAT of garments. Or some people might call it the double G oat, right? Because the garment, greatest greatest garment of all time. Uh, the garment You're really would be, proud of yourself for that. <laughs> trust me, dude. You I, like looked I, at me to I, laugh, I worked, but I didn't. I worked too hard on this today. It wasn't that hard. It was whatever. The garment, which is actually very appropriate because we're all three wearing said garment, is the humble hoodie. Oh. So how does that hit your ears when I first say that as the greatest article of clothing of all time? Do you guys agree with that, or mm. can you think of other things right at the top of your things. dome? Let's hear it. What are they? Well, you just said the, the phrase, top of your dome, and that also goes along with my item. My item of choice is uh, the hat, because too without broad. the hat, I would um, have really bad hair days every day. That's too broad. You're already eliminated. Terrible take. You know what? I, I give you that. <laughs> Bomber, what about you? So my problem is if hoodies didn't exist, I would wear sweatshirts and I'd be okay. Right. So that's kind of where I'm like, eh. That like, so What's me, the difference between a hoodie and a sweatshirt? Sweatshirts don't have hoods and don't have the pocket, which like there's a reason I choose hoodies over sweatshirts. So I'm not saying I'm against hoodies. I own way more hoodies than sweatshirts, so I wear hoodies way more often. But... If I didn't have hoodies, I would wear sweatshirts or jackets, and I'd be okay. Like a, the life-changing piece of clothing equipment I've ever owned and wore is sa- rainbows. Like to mm, me, that's, to me, that's the number one thing that has ever like that completely changed the way I felt about the stuff I wore was sandals. And every time I have to wear shoes, I lament the fact that I'm not wearing sandals. But every time I wear a hoodie, I'm not lamenting the fact that I'm not wearing like a sweater or something. Let me say this. Keep your toes put away. <laughs> <laughs> but this is kind of fair because I, I have seen – the only time I, 
I see Jacob not wear sandals is when he plays disc golf. Mm. Is he wearing sandals right now? <laughs> I won't announce that out loud. <laughs> he's I'm, not wearing. Sandals. He's not wearing sandals right I now. I try to be I respectful really when I'm at church. Keep those dogs away. <laughs> Keep You're the welcome. dogs away. So let's get into the history of the hoodie. Oh, wow. Ooh. Yeah, the origin of the hooded garment can be traced to the earliest known Assyrian text from the 13th century BCE, over 3,000 years ago. Traditions of covering the head already existed, right? Religious monks covered the head. Mm. Because why? Why did they cover their head? The reason they did that is that so they can fully focus on God. That was their goal as meditation, as walking through. Their goal was to meditate on God. They were blocking out the haters at that time in order for them to focus because they would have their hood up ready to go. In the 17th century, women would wear their hoodies to go meet up with their lovers in order to hide their identity as they rode up on their horses. Giddy up and get down in your hoodie, little missies. Then there's darker images of the hood, the hoodie, right? It's the Grim Reaper, probably the dopest imagery of gnarliness of all time, right? The Grim Reaper. Jake and I are laughing hysterically off mic, just trying not to laugh at everything Jacob says. But as he's talking, just picture the both of us laughing and not being able to talk. Then there's the darker images, right, of the hood, the hood, the hoodie, right? And the gnarliest images, one of the the greatest, oh, the Grim Reaper. Okay. Right? So dope. He has a hood. All the images depicted of him with a hood and a scythe. So super gnarly. Then you got like executioners, right? Old school executioners wearing hood, the hoods in order to slice off dudes' domes. How sick is that? So we got these women going out, meeting their, their lovers in hoods to hide their identity. We got religious monks out here focusing on Jesus, on God, in order to stay connected with him. And now we get into the the modern day incarnation of the hoodie. Um, the one made of cotton that we're all familiar with, drawstrings, hood, maybe a marsupial pocket in the front in order Mars- for you. Marsupial pocket. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's called. And those were invented in the 1930s by, um, by the Nickenbacher Knitting Company that Ooh. is now known as Champion. So in the 1930s, the iteration of the hoodie that we are currently wearing today. So it's almost 100 years. Mind-blown emoji. Right, right. And let's think about the icons that have sported the hoodie, that have made it what it is today, right? The one that I think of first, in 1976, the movie Rocky Balboa Mm. came into play. One of the greatest training scenes that has ever been created on mankind. And you know what Rocky Balboa is sporting? A hoodie. What's your question? I've never seen Rocky. You're a, you're a fool, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Grow up. Be an adult. Watch Rocky. Mm. And you'll understand. You'll recognize that that mushy-mouthed boy, Sylvester oh. Stallone, plays a great character in Rocky. And he climbs up those 72 <laughs> stairs of the Philadelphia Museum sporting a hoodie, right? Recognizable as hard work pays off. That is one of the first iterations mm. or the first ideas of somebody in popular culture wearing the hoodie. Next up, it gets adopted in street culture and rap culture in the 80s. People are wearing the hoodies 
and then one Marshall Mathers. Do you guys like Eminem? Are you guys fans of Eminem? B-Rabbit, baby. I was back in the day, yeah. B-Rabbit, yeah. He also sported the hoodie very often. That was kind of his look. Maybe a white t-shirt. I don't know. Maybe a shirt off? No, he wasn't a shirt off guy. No. There was like a very short period after 50's second album came out where 50, Eminem, and Dre Mm -hmm. all got jacked. And they spent like a year doing that, and that was about it. Yep. That sounds about right. So Eminem, one of the top ten greatest rappers that are alive. Uh, do you guys agree with that statement? Can I, just I don't. Make that? I don't have enough education to formally commit to that, but okay. I will, with my limited education in the rap game, agree to that. Okay. Mathis, you know, I would. I would say probably lyrically, yes. Mm. Um, I think he's a great lyrically writer. Um, most. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he's laughing. I'm correct. Uh, most of his lyrics, I would say yes. Beat-wise, maybe. Uh, well, the beat's not not necessarily him. He's not the producer on most of his. That is fair. As a writer, I would say. Um, I know an interesting fact about him. He was able to rhyme the war the word uh orange with door hinge within a song. Incredible, because normally in the English language you can't like you can't rhyme orange with anything. Right. And I watched a uh, a video on v, uh, VH1, I think it was, uh, about him, and it was a very long thing, and it was very informational, though. Well, that man sported the hoodie very often. Also, the brand Supreme, right? You may not like them, but they sold box logo hoodies with just the basic embroidery of a patch that says Supreme on it. Some of them sold for thousands of dollars. What were they posted on? They were posted on a hoodie, mm. right? Clearly that there is, without boundaries, what the hoodie can do. Mark Zuckerberg, CEO, Facebook, the Facebook dad, metaverse papa, right? The meta. He is meta. He's meta himself. Mm -hmm. He owns us. What? What? Does he? (laughs) No. Uh Oh, kind of. Anyways, okay. Mark Zuckerberg, right? Billionaire, entrepreneur, really quick. Instead of wearing suits, he would he would be rocking a hoodie, dude. What do you have to say to that? Is Bill Belichick on your list? Oh shoot! With the cut off, it should have been. Uh, shout Just out Pat McAfee. Uh, cut been. off hoodies. That's what I'm saying. It definitely should have been. Also, another one, a great one. Do you remember in 2017, the the thing sweeping the nation? Hoodie mellow, right? The hoodie is transformative. That's the first thing I thought of when you brought up iconic hoodie moments. That's I what I don't know that. Oh, my gosh. Grow up. I rolled my eyes in the back of my head, Jake, combining not having seen Rocky and not knowing about Hoodie Mello. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to you at this moment. <laughs> but anyways, Hoodie Mello, it's transformative. He put the hood on. He was a different basketball player. Everybody saw it on Instagram, oh, social media. Oh, Camilla Anthony. Got it. Did I say his name wrong? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, shout out James Jones. He also had a hoodie game back in the day for the Green Bay Packers. That's what I first thought about hoodies. Oh he wore a hoodie underneath his uh, Green Bay Packers jersey against, I believe, the Detroit Lions. Can you try to say Melo's name again? Carmelo Anthony. There we go. Okay, that was that's bad. what I said the first time. Fact check. No. Just... <laughs> oh, oh my god. I have never seen Jacob Bummer more disappointed, and that's yeah. saying a lot. Yeah. This is bad. We gotta we gotta scratch this, burn it. Don't show it to anybody. And then you can watch it, then you can understand. Anyways, continuing on, right? 
The hoodie has resembled defiance against racism because of the death of 17-year-old Trayvon Martin, right? Millions of people took to the streets wearing sporting hoodies because he was he when he was unfortunately shot because of these terrible people. He was shot because he was wearing a hoodie and had Skittles in his pocket. And so millions of people wore a hoodie that day. And so the hoodie has no boundaries. It doesn't matter what color of skin you have, how much money you have in your bank account, if you're a monk or if you're a 17th century baddie trying to see her boy, you are able to wear a hoodie. Universally so comfortable. Let me just say this. When I put my hood on where I'm wearing my hoodie, it feels like a warm hug. It feels like I'm wearing a hug currently. It's a little warm in here. I will say that. So it doesn't feel the greatest, but – it's chilly outside, and so the hoodie is appropriate for a night like tonight. And so let me just say this. Once again, it is the gagoat of garments. That is redundant because I'm – yeah, that was ridiculous. That's a terrible way to end it. I can't believe I just did that. You know, round of applause for Jacob right now. That was fantastic. I think – Set a high bar, sir. I'm like 70% on board with you. That was pretty good. That's what I'm talking about. Um, you must have had no work to do today. <laughs> it it took me 30 minutes. It took me 30 minutes. I didn't. I, I was thinking about rehearsing to have it down, but I didn't. I didn't. Commit you did that a hour. pretty good job. That's pretty awesome. I don't by think the way. I would have been able to make it through with a straight face the way you did with the other two people in the room dying on the <laughs> side. So well, well done, sir. Well, let you me know, say this: my wife is in Hawaii. So I got extra uh, time on my hands. I'm I'm just a bachelor. It's me and my cat. I got I got shout I, out cats. Yeah, I have the ability to just do ridiculous things like that at this moment. By the way, uh, third week in a row, we have Cat Pro Pro Podcast. That, <laughs> once again, yeah. Cat Pro Podcast. That is freaking sick. Do you remember the name of Jacob's cat? Uh, yeah, Barry. <laughs> as go. in Barry Allen. Because he's orange, just like the Flash. Mm. Even though the Flash is red, but, you know. Do you remember what his um, his belly is called? Uh, marsupial flap. <laughs> <laughs> No, wait, no, primordial yeah. pocket? Oh, pouch. Was, ah, you know, pocket and pouch are basically the same thing these days. That's pretty good. Very close. You know, that was pretty good, I would say. You know, um, <laughs> for my to toot top, your own horn. No, no, never, <laughs> never, never. I would <laughs> never toot my own horn. What do you think I am, a tutor? Um, <laughs> yep. But, you know, real quick, though, I, w- I do want to say something pretty serious. Uh, shout out Jacob because, you know, not Jacob Bomber. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't want to do that. No, no, no. I always do that. Um, Neil said, I'm so glad you're here with us tonight because all the time you bring the joy and we can really feel in the room tonight by us laughing so much. You know, fist bump. Not pump. <laughs> fist bump is the Greedo thing. We fist bumped like bros. Um, my topic for tonight. <laughs> As the boys laugh. <laughs> you didn't have to say fist bump. You could have just – it was between me and you. It was a secret. But see, we're on the radio, so you have to give the visual cues as well. So like as I say this, I'm giving parentheses. <laughs> Those are air quotes. <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. All right. That was good. I have to put this reminder out that since the first recording got messed up, we have yet to do our weekly uh, Ian sucks. Uh, oh, yeah. He does So suck. I uh, shaved my beard, and earlier uh, Jacob called me handsome. 
Um, and it meant a lot to me because I don't hear that often. So it meant a lot, you know, especially since I shaved and um, I look like I'm 12. But now that I'm slowly growing it back, I'm slowly getting back my confidence. And he called me handsome, and I really enjoyed it. So thank you, Jacob. You're welcome, dude. So on to my topic. So my topic today was um, something we did really cool today at the school. We um, honored a lot of our veterans because tomorrow is uh, Veterans Day. And so we had a cool chapel devoted to Veterans Day where we had first responders as well as retired and active military people come in. And um, we had a good chapel where we had some of our students read letters to them and uh, kind of say thank you in a way that I don't always hear, you know. So it's really cool to hear the kids really thank people for the stuff they do. Um and it made me think because as we had the first responders and stuff, my dream as a kid was to be a cop for a very long time. So I've always had like super big respect for them and stuff. And then I realized I have really bad knees, so I probably can't do that too often. Um, yes. Would you have written that ticket, my ticket that I got? Mm, if you were a depends on my quota. If I'm pretty close to my, if I I have to get to my quota. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. I'm sorry. So my my thought for this week was um, I really wanted to know when you guys were little, like what was your dream job? Like I I said mine was a police officer because I knew Star Wars wasn't real because I would have wanted to be a Jedi. But like closest thing to a Jedi is a police officer, I guess. Um, So Jacob, what was – Jacob Bomber, sorry. Uh, I forgot there's three Jakes in the room, which is absolutely incredible. Three-fourths of the Jacob – crew nope jake crew because mm. we all go by jake not jacob because my name is legally not jacob uh jacob bomber what was your dream job as a child when i was about seven or eight years old uh the person in the world that idolized the most was wayne gretzky so i really wanted to be a pro hockey player i wore the first t-ball number i ever wore was number two because i was second on my class roster alphabetically and then the second number I wore was 99 because of Wayne Gretzky. So I really wanted to be a great hockey player. Gave up on that pretty quick. I love hockey, but I like didn't play as a young child. I played older. But that being a pro athlete was something that I didn't aspire to after I was nine years old. Shocker, I became one. Um, <laughs> but the next thing I wanted to be was an accountant because when I was 9, 10, 11 years old, I was – really good at math. Math was just super easy and fun. When I was going into fifth grade, my fifth grade t- teacher knew that I really liked math, so she just gave me this like huge math packet to do over the summer that I just did for fun because I like math. So I was like, yeah, accounting, it's just numbers, that's cool. And I get to middle school and I learn what accountants do and decided <laughs> that's that doesn't sound fun at all. So I didn't want to do that. So in that middle school time of 6th, 7th grade, being like 11, 12 years old, I decided I wanted to be the GM of a pro sports team or at least work in the front office, be like team president or president of operations. Do something, be a scout. Do something in the front office of an organization because that was the time I started playing fantasy sports. So this is like 1998 when I started playing fantasy sports. And I go, oh, composing my own team and making my own roster of people I want always having Ken Griffey Jr. on my fantasy baseball team and always having Ben Wallace on my fantasy basketball team just because I see value in those guys when other people don't. <laughs> um, so 
that as as a middle schooler, I knew that I was going to get my major as a in business management at Cal State Long Beach, and then get my master's in sports management at Cal State Long Beach. But the second part of that didn't pan out. But mm. that's what I wanted to do. I was one years old when you were uh, doing your first fantasy draft. Yep. That's kind of wild. Yeah. Think about Jacob Nielsen. What was your dream job as a child? Yeah, the first one that I thought of. Um, so, and I don't think I've shared this story here, but there was like a, a parent day that was going down at Monroe Elementary off of Harvey Way in Lakewood. And so during this parent day, like you or, they, or they, like parents would talk about their jobs. Like I don't know, a fireman came in, some dude that does like bomb detective dogs came in. Pretty cool, right? But then what happened is after this day, there was a fire drill, okay? And during this fire drill, all the kids went outside in order to do the, complete the fire drill. I don't know, whatever. And so at this time, randomly, a helicopter flies down in the middle of the field that we're on. And this is a K through 8. This is a small school. This isn't large. There isn't a big amount of space. Like kids were probably like 30 yards away max. And this dude lands his helicopter in the middle of the field. Okay, and this guy was supposed to land, I guess, somewhere else. I don't know. I don't remember the exact details. But this dude was supposed to land somewhere else. So all of the kids started freaking out because he thought it was like a parent day. Like some dope parent was coming in their helicopter to come land. And we're like, what the freak? This is the coolest thing ever. But then the teachers were freaking out because kids yeah. were like screaming because the blades are th- like wind. Stuff is getting blown away. <laughs> That is the whoa! That was the weakest, saddest helicopter ever. Do it again, one more time, one more time. (laughs) That's what it sounds like when it's like forty miles away. You can barely hear it. I love that. Okay, so the dude lands, and that was like, dude, I want to be a helicopter pilot. That looks so cool to scare a bunch of kids and teachers and freak them out. But then I was like, maybe I'll be a helicopter pilot. Then it got formulated into nothing. I don't. I don't. How do you even do that? Like, you, I feel like you have to go into the military and then helicopter school. I don't know if you, there's like know. a start of the pilot process that veers off into helicopter or what. Right. I have no idea. I never looked up. I never looked it up. Hmm. But that was it. Great. Well, we've reached the end of our time. <laughs> <laughs> Why did Jacob look at me like that? I thought, you, I thought you were going to flow into something. That's why I looked at nope, you, dude. this is how we end flow these episodes like a now. What I have been forgetting to do is to say, follow us on Instagram, from Bob's office, share. We'll ask to be a guest. You see how this works. Just come on, talk about whatever. Not a lot of pressure there. Sponsor us if you want. Thanks for listening. See you later.